So this week we finally got our stuff together uh, in getting ready to have guests on the podcast. And we did one call several weeks ago and I've been trying to coordinate with people and we all have pretty busy lives and it's just tough to find time to, to chat. So this week I talked to Lindsay who is in a Facebook group with me um, from... It's an e-newsletter group, and we are all skim ambassadors. Uh, so we read the skim, and we've shared it with uh, so many people, so we were allowed into this group. In any case, we've both been in the group for, I've been in it for just a couple years. I always thought that her posts were well thought out. Uh, at times, they were funny. You know, just a really fun, good personality, somebody that I think if we were local to each other, we might be friends. Um, I consider us, you know, good Facebook friends. And uh, her son is a little bit younger, as you'll hear. Uh, but a lot of our background and kind of just uh, the way that our lives evolved with pregnancy and, and that sort of thing were really similar, as we found out. Um, and we kind of knew that about each other a little bit, but we uncovered that a little bit more in, in our discussion. Um, I intended on talking to Lindsay for probably like, I don't know, a half an hour, 40 minutes tops, you know, normal podcast length. However, we talked for over an hour and I I really feel like the whole conversation is really interesting. I think that everything that Lindsay had to say was, was something that I, you know, I think about and I think we both asked each other questions that would be helpful to other folks as well. So I'm posting the whole thing. So you may want to listen to it in parts. It is a little bit long. Uh, I myself listen to podcasts all day at work, so I like longer ones because that's just less things I have to switch um, when they're over. So I hope you enjoy. Again, I would be remiss if I didn't say, send me your stories. Let me know you want to chat. Again, if you do not want to be somebody that is, you know, on the podcast, but you want to share a story, just email me and the show notes is my email address. Uh, I can also share my phone number if you're interested in having that. Just reach out and we would be happy to have your story as a part of our podcast and share with other folks so that they can learn and listen as well. Hello? Hello! Oh, it's working. I was worried that it wouldn't work and it would be um, my fault. (laughs) No, when I tried to do it, I had one that worked really good. And mm-hmm. then I had another one where we just like, it recorded for like three minutes and then cut us off and she was still talking and fine. And I couldn't hear anything <laughs> and it was like so stupid that we gave up. So <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't know, but I'm just, I'm not the most um, advanced person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like your 85 year old grandma. Like I don't really know how to do anything. So I was, I'm glad it was easy. <laughs> Good. So yeah, we'll just hope it stays connected and, and we'll go from, I'll message you if something awesome. happens and I can't hear it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I want to be honest. I'm not in a park. I'm in a neighborhood. I probably look like some big creeper. So these people are like, what is well, you know, you, doing? <laughs> you, you should like look on their next door um, page and see if people are posting about you. Yeah, I can I've had... see if anybody has like a ring and doorbell and I can just like <laughs> cross back and forth in front of it a few times. Start acting really suspicious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, I run over here all the time, so I know it's I know it's quiet. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Nobody's home, it's fine. 
Right. <laughs> okay, so I haven't had a guest in a while since my friend Jenny did it, and I'm like, okay. I know all these people have messaged me, and somehow I lost my spreadsheet of all of them, so I have to remake it. But so I'm glad that you're the guest because I think, like we were talking um, on Messenger, that we're uniquely um, similar. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a great way, but just in a way that, like, the it's the conversation that we're going to have about the the dads. I think mm-hmm. is. I I just think I find it more interesting, of course, because I like to hear how other people are dealing with the same types of thoughts that I have because, yeah. you know, and and we'll get into it. Then I'll let you kind of explain your side of it, however you want to do that. Um, yeah. But I just think about things, you know, as I've come to realize what actually happened versus, you know, what I wasn't willing to admit prior. Mm-hmm. And I handle things, I think, a little bit differently now that I have that realization. Right. Right. That's understandable. And I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm still kind of in that place where, um, I mean, luckily I'm not luckily, but (laughs) I'm in a different, um, stage of parenting than you are just because my son is only seven and a half as opposed to, you know, a teenager. So right now the information is still kind of just vague, you know, because it's not worth it to explain in great detail to him, you know, a seven-year-old, Yeah, Uh, why our family situation was and is the way that it was and is, you know, so as as questions arise, I answer them. But um, funnily enough, questions don't arise very often. It's like this is just normal for him. So he doesn't really, you know, it's kind of it's weird. (laughs) Well, and hers didn't come up. Well, actually, let's let's back up and you can give um, let's let the background a little bit of background on yourself and and your child and I you can use a different name if you want if you don't I'm I don't care obviously we're all out there but when when she (laughs) talks about her friends and stuff I have her you know code name them as code names and just because they're not asking for you know (laughs) yeah right they don't need to be all out there and honestly I I I didn't ever think of that and I probably would have but um I'm not good enough to to use it's a fake remember. name on the fly. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'll just use his real name. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Nothing's too embarrassing. I think he, I think as, a, as he grows up, if he hears this, he'll be totally fine with it. So, yeah. um, so my son Grady was, um, conceived under the, under less than awesome circumstances. <laughs> um, I had actually been engaged previously and had broken off that engagement and went through kind of like a wild phase. You know how people do whenever they um, break up with somebody after a long time. And so I was yeah. kind of serial dating yeah. and um, met a guy and, you know, one thing led to another. And uh, my son Grady is the perfect example of it only takes one time. Yeah. Um, so, um and so whenever I found out I was pregnant with Grady, it was several weeks later. And um, I had to call this, this guy that uh, I had the night before completely gone off on and just told him, you know, to kick sand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had to call him and be like, oh, by the way, um, turns out I'm pregnant and you're the only person that it could possibly, you know, I could have possibly done this with. So um, that was that was a big pill to swallow. (laughs) So we, uh, we decided that same day, I mean, he was very mature about it, which kind of shocked me, but, um, 
that we obviously were not going to work as a couple, but we would co-parent. And -hmm. that was just what we were going to do because it was the right thing to do. And for the uh, nine months of my pregnancy, it was a very rocky pregnancy. Um, I had a lot of preterm labor and was in and out of the hospital constantly. Uh, Over the course of nine months, he started kind of showing his true colors and you know, it was more important to go out and party with friends. It was more important to um, do all these other things than focus on the fact that he was about to become a dad. And um, after a while, he ended up moving in. I'm trying to give the abridged version, but, but, you know, so much has happened. Uh, He ended up moving back in with his parents um, because he was 20, he was 26 or 27 and um, his parents were still fully supporting him financially, and they cut him off when they found out I was pregnant. Okay. And then, yeah, so I was supporting him at that point, <laughs> and um, because he'd also never really had a real job. <laughs> I always so, used to say Sophie's dad was the best at getting jobs that didn't pay you. Yes. Well, like, he ended jobs up being all, all day, but no pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ended up because he he would like have these moments where he was like, "Oh, I need to grow up." And then he got a job at a used car uh, lot and did that for a little while. But man, it was just such hard work. And I was like, well, of course it's hard work. You know, you're working commission. This is, this is what being a grown up is. Right. But, um, but anyway, he ended up moving in with his parents, leaving me high and dry because we lived in a, in a college town in Texas. Um, he moved about two and a half hours away. My family lived two and a half hours the other direction. And so... Um, I ended up having to move back to Austin, which is where I was from, so that I could be near my family to get help. And um, whenever I went into labor, um, my dad kept trying to call him and he kept not answering because it was late in the evening. And so he was, you know, doing doing the bro thing, I guess, the bachelor right. thing and hanging out yeah. with friends. And Grady was born at about four o'clock in the morning and um, we finally got a hold of Steve at his his biological dad's name is Steven. We finally got a hold of Steven um, about 6 a.m. And he drove from the Houston area to Austin, which is about a three-hour drive. Made it, was just in awe of Grady, fell in love with him, and um, stayed that night, that first night in the hospital with uh, Grady and I, and then went home to Houston, came back 10 days later, you know, just full of love, crying. I love this little boy so much, yada, yada, yada. And then that was the last time you saw him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, I was actually a little on the edge of my seat because I was like, okay, well, I know kind of like where you are now. Where I am so now, like, yeah. How did we get there? Yeah, yeah, Grady was 10 days old the last time his biological father saw him. And um, it wasn't for lack of trying, especially on my end, because I would call him all the time and offer to drive to Houston. I'll drive this baby to you. I'll stay in a hotel so you can spend time with your son, you know, and he was always busy. Um, you know, Oh, I'm going to the ranch. Oh, I'm going camping this weekend. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it was like, you know, it finally got to the point where it was like, if something's important to a person, they will make time. Right. And it became (laughs) your own flesh and blood. Right. And so it became pretty clear that it just was not as important to him as he said it was. So, you know, fade, fade to black. <laughs> That's so, I, I'll never wrap my head around people that can leave kids because I've exactly. known a lot of like, not just guys, women do it too. Right. But like, so Sophie's real short version of ours is, you know, 
we had the same kind of circumstances, you know, like less mm-hmm. than pleasant. We had been together off and on really like what had happened. <laughs> what had happened was I dated a friend of his and was like, just head over heels in love with this other guy, just mm-hmm. like a mess. It was not a good situation. I, of course, thought he was like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> he was a serial cheater and everything else, but I believed everything that came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he dumped me. I was crushed. I was like, he was my real first love. So I was just miserable. Sophie's dad swooped in at the opportunity mm-hmm. and paid attention to me. And literally, that's all it was. I never like felt any same kind of connection I was lonely I was sad I didn't I just wasn't thinking I just that's where Mm -hmm. we were so and we had been friends so it's not like I didn't like have some sort of love for him but it right like it wasn't that kind (laughs) and we had agreed we kind of like like I said sort of dated um but not really Mm -hmm. in my mind anyway he would say otherwise um (laughs) (laughs) And we had agreed to go to uh, Nashville with some friends to be witnesses for their wedding. Oh, okay. And why we were not together, we were not happy with each other, but I had promised to go on this trip and I do what I say I was going to do. So I'm like, okay, I go on this trip. I, at that time in my life, decided all the time that I like could keep up with people that really drink. And tried to keep up. (laughs) Even at one point, I like, I don't know why it was a competition. I've never been a heavy drinker, but like when you're with people, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to do what they're doing. It's the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. We were in the strip on Nashville. We're going in and out of these bars. These other two are like, they're avid drinkers. They're not like wasted or anything. They're just drinking. And at one point, he actually tells me, you don't have to drink the drinks. Chad says, you can <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, like it doesn't even occur to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause they keep buying them for me. And I'm like, he's like, just set it down somewhere. So I did start doing that. It was way too late. Mm-hmm. So, and then things happened. We'll just, we'll, we'll, go we'll leave it at that. Later. Yeah. <laughs> My whole pregnancy was a complete disaster. I was miserable. We fought nonstop. I didn't live with him. I lived in, I moved nine times in two years. Mm-hmm. By myself. Golly. Lived in my sister's basement, lived by myself with no heat, lived just in <laughs> stupid places, like really wasn't taking, I mean, I was doing enough to get by, but I wasn't, I didn't want to tell anybody I needed help. Right. So It's a pride thing. Yeah. So I go to my sister's basement during the tail end of my pregnancy, which was, you know, like, that's like what you want to tell everybody as you live in your sister's basement. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever, it's something. Right. When I have her, he, well, I got super sick. Um, we had to go to the hospital, get fluids, things like that. And then, so that kind of like, I called him during that. Mm-hmm. And then about a month later is when I had her, he was, you know, he took me to the hospital. It, it was fine. It wasn't anything like loving or anything, but it was fine. And um, there was a big debacle with my family and whatever, because I was, I was being a jerk. <laughs> I was being well to be to be fair <laughs> you had every right <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't it just wasn't my best time of my life and yeah I, well 
I went home with him because uh-huh. I we had planned that I was going to stay with my mom. Like that was the plan. Is I I had prepared my bedroom with mm-hmm. Sophie's crib with you know everything was ready at my mom's house, and I went home. I got mad and ended up going home with him for two reasons. One because I was sort of mad, you know, at, at a family situation, but mm-hmm. two. In my head, I thought, I'm going to try because my child needs me to try. Mm -hmm. And and that was the only reason. And we only made it like seven months. Yeah. And it was was fine. The beginning was fine. And it wasn't, again, not, I didn't want to be with him, but Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I tried. So fast forward, we, you know, we left at seven months. It was same old, same old. Uh, he's a very angry person. He makes mm-hmm. me an angry person. He likes to throw things. He likes to hit people. Mm-hmm. It's just super bad. So we leave and way fast forward. She's, nah, she's probably close to Grady's age. And we were at a doctor's appointment and she said, you know, she started this thing probably around that, you know, like, why aren't you two together? Cause she sees him. She does have She has contact. Yeah, obviously. She has contact. And like you said, I don't think she would if I hadn't for two and a half years begged for that contact and pushed Mm -hmm. for that contact because he would not see her. And I'm like, you need to see. And I almost like, I hate to say it. I, in some ways, I wish I had not done that, but we are where we are now. Yeah, it is what it is. That's point. So she said, you know, like, why aren't you together? And something, something, you know, she asked that hard question the question I said I tried you know I I mm-hmm. did it I tried this is what I did and she goes thanks for trying and I was like <laughs> that's all I ever wanted <laughs> that's the best <laughs> but then that's for so years sweet. she was like why aren't you and dad together and I'm like oh my god stop like I can't and this is where we get into kind of like what I want to talk to you about is for years not that from that point on but like I'd say when she became more of a preteen she just like I think she got the in her head you know a lot of kids do like I wish my mom and dad were together kind of a thing it would be mm-hmm. easier I wouldn't have to choose who's in you you won't have to deal with those kinds of things but you'll have to deal with some of that conversation yes and you know like well, I just don't know what you say and how truthful you are. At one point I did get pushed to the point where I told her like kind of what I just said to you, like the nicest way to put it is that he's a very angry person at times and that Mm -hmm. it made me that kind of a person in a way too. And I didn't like who I was. And I was like, this is not me. I'm like a 10 year old at heart. I'm fun and whatever. And I don't like to be an adult. And that's who I want to be. I don't want to be this right. angry, horrible person. Especially for your daughter. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to be like that around. Sense. Exactly. Right. So, so he doesn't ask much now because that's the life he's always known. And honestly, I thought that that's how Sophie would be because like this, she doesn't remember us together. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was fine for a while, but I, I just they start to, really... they start to notice that things are different for them than they are for their friends. Right. You know, right. So, like, what do you think? Okay, so tell me about his personality now, Grady. Yeah. So, it's funny because we, um, you know, I've since gotten married, and um, we have another child together now. Me and my husband, 
And we always say that I have my clone and he has his clone and Grady, Grady is me. And it's, it's wonderful and I love it, but it's also extremely frustrating because <laughs> I argue with myself all day yeah. long. It's yeah. just the worst. So what are but, the traits he has of yours that are so, the most like, and frustrating? The, this kid is so stubborn. He's so stubborn. And the thing is, um, I always say he's a really, he's the best experiment in nature versus nurture because he does have some of his biological dad's traits. Um, mm. The stubbornness he could get from his biological dad. I don't know. I like to blame it on that, but I am also <laughs> pretty stubborn. But um, the, the thing that I love the most about him is he's so empathetic. He feels so deeply. He's just this little guy and he's got these huge emotions. And so um, for example, we were watching The Good Dinosaur. Do you know the movie The Good Dinosaur? Uh-huh. Um, we were watching that this weekend because it was on TV. And at the very end, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> at the very end, the little um the little boy that's kind of that's kind of acting as this dinosaur's like little puppy the whole time, um, finds a new family and the dinosaur has to let his this little boy go be with his new family and Grady was over on the couch and just started sobbing so (laughs) loudly and me and my husband Danny looked at him and we were like are you okay and he was like this is so sad you know he just has these huge emotions and it's amazing because I remember being seven years old and having these huge emotions and not knowing what to do with them you know and so I feel like we have this connection where I, I feel him and he feels me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, but that also goes with anger. So if yep. I'm, if I'm frustrated or angry, it builds in him as well. And then we both just get frustrated and angry at each other <laughs> and we end up arguing and we're both so hard headed. Neither one of us ends up winning, you know? <laughs> Sophie and I have a different dynamic when it comes to like the frustration and I had to learn with Scott the hubby that mm-hmm. he is a only child and oh. I mean, just <laughs> oh that's tough <laughs> well, like, that that comes with like I grew up with a lot of siblings so I I don't know my personality is I'm very type a I like mm-hmm. to get things done whatever so when when I'm confronted with conflict my in my older age maybe not so much in my young age I was pretty timid in my younger age but I would say, like, my goal is, like, I'm bringing you to the table. Like, I'm not going to yell and argue it with you. I want to just figure out what's the solution. Like, I don't want to yell about the problem. I want to find the solution, and I want to move on. Right. With Sophie, and they're for different reasons. Scott needs time to let it stew, let it simmer, decide Mm -hmm. what to do. He just needs time. Well, I have a hard time with that because I'm like, uh... (laughs) let's do this now (laughs) yeah let's get on this like let's move let's we need to make decisions and so I've adjusted a little bit for him with hope that you know he can adjust back for me Mm -hmm. and find that middle ground and we kind of get there like I I just have to hold back a little bit so with Sophie I had to learn to kind of do a similar thing because she shuts down and we've gotten to the point where we're a little older so we get it a little more and she doesn't do it as much but man she would give you these eyeballs of like 
oh man <laughs> die now like, and then like it was the nastiest look you've ever seen on a human being and I would tell her I'm like look the, go look in the mirror the way you're looking right now is like if you could kill me with your eyeballs I'd be dead I'd be dead <laughs> and she gets mad and then she shuts down and she does not want to talk and any more talking just furthers that process it mm-hmm. lengthens that amount of time and as hard it is as it is for me because I don't want to like why can't I get my way why can't people adjust to my way but right (laughs) but I like try to give her some space and give her a little time to let those feelings be felt yeah and then kind of move back into it and that has really actually helped is like okay I'll get off her back temporarily and I've told her before like we've kind of gotten into it a couple times about like school and stuff and I'm like look I'm gonna leave the house for your safety and mine because <laughs> I cannot I don't understand I can't compute like I I'm having a hard time and we're not being productive in this right now so I'm right. gonna leave I'll be back later I'll calm down you know I'm gonna go to Target get my Starbucks and then I'll be back and and we'll talk and that really has for me I think it's worked and she might tell a different story like I said but I think she's coming around a little bit with Mm -hmm. that so that's interesting she's a little bit more like your husband whenever it comes up so that's what's so funny to me and you can probably relate at seeing like I said the nature versus nurture because there's so many ways in which Grady is like his uh, I refer to Danny as his real dad uh, my husband he's so much like his real dad and that he um they have so much, they, I mean, some of the expressions they have, and it's like, why are you even this similar? You're not related, right. <laughs> you know? Because they're with each other so All much. the time, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know how much you know about Isaac, who's my stepson, who's turning 18 in a couple weeks. Oh, and that's he, fun. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been around him since he was eight, mm-hmm. and he has lived with us since he was 12. And just this weekend, and he's, he sounds like Grady to me, Mm -hmm. like just such a sweet, empathetic kid, like pretty chill. I mean, we've had our moments, but Mm -hmm. just a pretty chill kid, laid back, whatever. This past weekend, Scott's mom was in town and she was staying at her house for a couple days and Oh, I had some cash. We stole cash from Isaac to <laughs> by some guy down the street. Are you really and, a parent if you haven't stolen cash from your child? Yeah, like, he we do that too. <laughs> he didn't answer, so we just went through his room. <laughs> but so um, I had the $40 to give back to him. And I told Scott's mom, I was like, he's going to tell me, I said, he owes me $25 in four days for his phone bill. So I said, you know, I don't even know why I'm giving him 40 bucks. I said, but I bet you he'll Venmo me that money. Cause he wants this cash. Because, right. You know, it's nice to have cash. on cash. Hand. Right. Sure enough, this kid comes home, you know, this is like a day later or whatever. And he's standing there and we're like, Hey, here's, you know, there's your money over there on the counter for you, whatever. And he's holding on to it. And Scott's like, well, you owe us $25 in a couple of days. Do you just want to like give it to us it now or whatever? And Isaac's like, I'd rather Venmo you. So <laughs> cash. And I looked at Scott's mom and I was like, see, like, I know that child so well. So yeah. Well, like, like he, I know his feelings before he knows his feelings because yeah. he's predictable mm-hmm. <laughs> in a That's good different. way, like in a really good way. Right. But, 
quotes predictable. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and he had, I won't go into it because that's not what this is about, but mm-hmm. I, it, it, maybe you've seen it in some of my posts because that's the only place I can post stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He had his own battles. I mean, really, like, he is a kid, great mm-hmm. kid, not a problem, never in any kind of trouble, really, nothing major, except for the time that his girlfriend's dad showed up on her doorstep. That was fun. <laughs> that, oh, like yeah. teenage boys. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so great. He panicked. He panicked hardcore. I was like, you better just tell me everything because he's coming back because Scott wasn't home and the dad wanted to talk to the dad. You know. Oh, whatever. gosh. Like, you better just spill everything that you've got because he's coming back and he's going to tell. And you want us to hear your side of things, not his side. Yeah. yeah. So he spilled it all, and then the dad, when he came back, didn't tell us half of what Isaac had told us. <laughs> so, it, you know, we just let it kind of That's the best. go, but it was hilarious. So That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But he's had, he had a lot of family drama that we had to deal with. And it yeah. Wasn't. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But he's a better kid for it, honestly. I'm, I think he's a really... I, I hate that these kids have to go through any of this. Mm-hmm. But part of it does make them understand the world maybe a little bit better. And maybe that empathy is like. Exactly. A good thing. Exactly. That's that's my thing with Grady is I always hope that, um, and, you know, being young, even a teenager, you don't see it yet, but all the crap you go through, all it prepares you for, for, you know, the future and it makes you the person you are. So even though all that stuff, you know, all, all the drama and everything that happened with Grady's biological dad, all that happened, I wouldn't take any of it back. One, because I have Grady and he's amazing, but also because it has led me to where I am and it's, it really helped me grow as a person and become more of a forgiving person and less of a hothead. And, you know, it, it really helped me grow. And so you hope that your kids eventually someday realize that they went through what they've gone through at such a young age, but it's shaped them into the good people that they've, they become, you know? Yeah. yeah I tell them both, like, it's really a long game. Like, yep. I'm really looking for later for you to tell me that we, we don't know. And I've told him a hundred times, you know, like, I don't have a handbook for this buddy. Like, this is not something that was in, if there were a handbook, this situation, not in Wouldn't it. be in it. Yep. So, you know, all I can say is I hope down the road you'll think that we did our best to navigate the situation and make it easiest on you. And that's what mm-hmm. we're really hard. You said the hothead thing. And I am not confrontational typically. But mm-hmm. like you said, when it when something's going on and it's like it's an insane cycle of the same thing over and over again, that is where like I just I want to burst because I cannot understand why we can't just go okay this is what it is here's how we fix it yeah I I just and some of those things happened and one time I did end up over at his mom's house on their front porch uh I'm not necessarily proud but I am a little proud of it because I just was done I was done okay hold on one second I I didn't get the last like 15 seconds of what you said because my mother called, but oh. I <laughs> ignored her. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody texted me a minute ago and I was like, it was crunching up and I was like, oh, do not disturb. Okay. 
<laughs> so I was saying that during a time with Isaac, there was one time that I ended up over at his mom's house on her porch because I just couldn't take anymore. Like it had boiled mm-hmm. up to the point of no return. And, and I'm not, I'm not, not proud of it. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, it didn't, wasn't the best thing ever, but it also wasn't the worst thing ever. And to me, I hope Isaac knows, like I wasn't putting up with anything more like that day was a bad day. He said things he should have never said. Mm-hmm. And it was because his mom prompted it you know it's because there were things happening and things he was being told that weren't necessarily true Mm -hmm. and and it just I think I don't know if it simmered down so much after that but I feel like that was a little bit of a turning point like let's not do this again like let's not right this wasn't very fun (laughs) yeah yeah I think to him he was like I don't ever you know like he was he said Isaac's such a sweet kid and Isaac would never say boo to anybody he's he's not often a a nasty kid like Sophie's Mm -hmm. a girl you know it's different yeah but and she has a little bit of her dad hothead and you know not thinking before we're speaking and whatever Mm -hmm. but Isaac said some things to his dad via text that were like whoa A that didn't come from you and B yeah, he felt real. He he probably almost cried later because he was upset that he had said it. Yeah. So that's well, a good lesson. It's a lesson. Yeah. Else, but... And that's something that um, I I tried to teach uh, Grady's biological dad, um, and I try to teach Grady that once you say something, even in anger, there's you can't take it back. You know, that person's not going to forget that you said that. Even if you apologize, even if it's understood that, like, man, I didn't really mean that, it's still out there and it was still said, you know, and that that person's not going to forget. And at least that's how I am. You know, if something's said to me in an argument, I'm not going to forget it. And I am one of those people that just stews on things. So I'll sit there and think about it. Like, oh, well, you think I'm ugly, you know, (laughs) or whatever it is. Seven years from now, I'll be like, remember the time you said that? Yeah. It's still in there. Yeah. That's a mom thing too, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and her, Sophie's dad, and this is a conversation we have too. And like I said, like she, our real drama started, she was around like 11 when, shit went sideways Mm -hmm. and it was bad it was really bad and we've come a long way so I'm really appreciative of where we are now but that's something I teach her too is that her dad and she knows this because he has never laid a hand on her but he has certainly been angry around her so she knows and if he ever laid a hand on her she wouldn't be there like there I gave him the opportunity to be whatever kind of dad he wanted to be like he once told me he said well, if you go get child support, she'll know that you cared more about money than you did her. And I said, oh, no, she'll know my word. You. I said, she will know you cared more about money than her. And then he yep. was like, well, you're just going to tell her bad things about me. And I said, no, I'm going to let you do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to, to determine how she feels about you. It will be you and not me. And that's and- something... Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt, but that's something that's very important to me as well. Even with um, all the crud that I've gone through or I went through, luckily I have not seen the man in, gosh, seven years. Um, With all the crap that's gone on, um, I'm I'm never going to speak ill of Steven to Grady Mm -hmm. because like it or not, 
he is a little bit Steven and I don't want Grady to ever think there's anything about him that I don't love. And right. so, and, you know, and he can't change who his dad is. He didn't make the choice. And that's exactly how I feel about like the Isaac situation and Sophie, like bashing their parent just makes them feel like they're less. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and I'm not to the teenage years yet, so I'm sure it's going to get more difficult as he gets older for me to not be like, oh, yeah, well, your dad was a loser, you know, but but it it is what it is. And it's something that, like you were saying before, there's no manual. I've always said I'm just white knuckling my way through parenthood, you know, I'm just hanging on for dear life and hoping I, I end up with somebody that's a decent human being in the end <laughs> yeah, you know I just want to be like I already feel like um, when Isaac's situation went down we put him in counseling immediately and he had he had you know regular counseling because we were like look we don't know how to handle this like we're gonna have to handle the day-to-day mm-hmm. but and I certainly wiped lots of tears and whatever and it's like but he needs a non-biased person to to get this and and he's just the kind of kid that that would work for. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. something that would work for every kid. But, like, I always tell his girlfriend and anybody else, I'm like, he's going to be, like, the best husband ever because he's so in tune with his feelings, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he's one of those men that's going to be like, we should talk about this. this, this Let's this. talk about how yeah. you're feeling. Yes. Which is perfect, which is, like, the kind of man I'm trying to raise because Grady's biological dad just – I guess he was raised in a very um, conservative, traditional environment. And so men didn't cry and men didn't have these feelings. And if you did, you didn't talk about it. And I think that led to a lot of the the dysfunction that became Steven. And so it's been a huge goal of mine as a parent to not let my child grow up thinking real men don't do this and real men do this, you know, so that's my biggest thing. And I always tell him whenever he starts to get upset or anything, I say, what are you feeling? You know, I, I need you to put it in words that you're angry or you're frustrated or you're sad or you're disappointed, you know, and then let yourself feel it. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to cry. You know, yeah. that's yeah, the biggest that's- thing for me. It's, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Sometimes just naming it helps. And mm-hmm. you know, like, the the saying things in anger I got off track a little bit what I always tell Sophie is her dad and I think this is fair I'm always when I talk about him I don't feel like it's negative but I can be factual without being negative and I Mm -hmm. say like they're just things and and everybody's different and their traits are different and that doesn't make them bad or good it just is what it is right he's a go for the jugular he Mm -hmm. is get into a fight he is going to say the meanest, worst thing he can ever think of. And he's going to say as many of those things as possible to quote unquote, win said fight. He has to win. Yep. Yeah. And I told her, I said a long time ago, I don't know if I ever actually was that way, but a long time ago, probably during that phase of my life, I promised myself I would never do that because Mm -hmm. of the whole, I can't take it back. And it stays with people and it's horrible. And it's typically things I mean, when you really dig deep, it's probably something you've thought about. It's probably true. Yeah. But it's things that you're thinking in anger and you're, you're saying them specifically to hurt a person. And that's just, to me, that's not cool. Like where Mm -hmm. do you get with that? I don't understand. Exactly. And then, like I said, that person always remembers it and that hurt is always there. Right. Yeah. It's not fully ever healed. 
So I was thinking when you were talking about, um, so Steven's been MIA for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a friend whose son's dad was similar. Um, obviously the story's a little bit different, but he wasn't around when he was a baby at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they still lived in the same neighborhood and what, you know, like she kind of oh. knew where he was. He had a lot of, uh, he had a lot of kids at the same time. He had, oh, yeah three children that are roughly the same age like within a year or so of each other interesting and if I remember correctly he married one of the girls and then Mm -hmm. the other two um one of the girls her now husband adopted her son Mm -hmm. these kids are like uh 19 now so okay you know long time ago but and then my friend her son you know, they, she did her own thing. She, um, she's now, she's married and has other stepkids and whatnot. And she's done it pretty much alone. You know, he sees her husband as his dad pretty mm-hmm. much because he's been around since he was young, but at eight years old, his dad came back around hmm. and you know, his dad came back around. I don't know if Steven pays child support, but no. his dad came back around one of those guys that likes to come back and go, well, if I see my child, then I don't have to pay as much money. Oh, because no. Because I have visitation. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. They saw him for a handful of, I can't remember how many, I, I think maybe it was a couple years tops, mm-hmm. like here and there on the weekend, whatever. So then they moved to, my friend moved to Maryland, where you mm-hmm. are. Yep. Um, she's that one. And she, they would say stuff like, well, we don't have his number, so we can't, like, reach out to him. It's like, okay, wait, did you just say you didn't have his number? Because you're telling me my number. You're talking on my number and saying I, you don't have his number. So what? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the excuses were ridiculous. And this guy now has, I think he has five kids, like, with his wife at Good their grief. house. and guess what he coaches them he does oh he's father of the year yeah I mean I'm I've seen pictures I would not say that but (laughs) but yes but yes he is actually and that is very hurtful Mm -hmm. to her so all that to say like when Grady like what if that would happen to you like what would be your well so that's so that's um as you were telling that story, it made me realize I left out, not left out, but I stopped short of the complete story. So um, when Grady was about six months old, I was still texting Stephen like pictures of Grady um, every couple of days and stuff. And he call, he would call me um, basically just to complain about his life to me. I kind of became his therapist without wanting to be. And um, finally, that came a point. It was Grady's first Easter. I specifically remember when it was. And I, and, um, I told him, I said, you need to, you probably should start paying child support because I'm still parents. I had gone into debt supporting him, um, Mm -hmm. during my pregnancy. And, um, I said, like, I can't, I can't get an apartment. I can't even get a studio apartment right now making what I'm making. Um, and I kind of need to move out of my parents' house because I'm 26 years old living with my parents with my baby. And, um, and then he shut down and, well, we need to get a paternity test. And I was like, you know, really? (laughs) Okay. 
And um, the main, and I know the main reason he wanted to is because when Grady was born, we had decided he was going to have Stephen's last name. But when Stephen, we couldn't even get a hold of Stephen while I was in labor and having this baby, um, I just decided, you know what, he's not going to have Stephen's last name because just because you're a sperm donor does not make you a dad. And yeah. Stephen was very, very, very upset whenever um, he saw the birth certificate and it didn't have his last name. And I told him, I said, if in one year you're still around and active in this boy's life, I will pay to change his name so that he has your last name. But I can't guarantee you're going to be around. And right. I don't want my son growing up with this last name going, where did I get this name? You know, I really so, wish I would have done that. Good for you. Yeah. So, well, I, it was like the first time I stood up to him. And then after that, it got, I started feeling stronger and stronger and more able to be like, no, and put my foot down. You know, um, there's something about becoming a mom that just like brings yeah. out the bear in you, you know? <laughs> so, um, so when Grady was about six months old, I said, look, you need to start paying child support or something. If we need to go to court, we need to go to court. And he said, well, I want a paternity test. Okay. So, and I said, we'll do that, but you have to pay for it. And so we got the paternity test. He paid for it. The last time I spoke to him on the phone was him calling me to say, well, it's a boy. Turns out I'm Grady's dad. And I was like, uh-huh, I already knew that. You could have saved yeah. the $300, <laughs> but whatever. And he said, well, I guess we need to deal with child support and stuff. And I said, I guess so. You can contact my lawyer because I had gotten an attorney at that point. And um, he got a lawyer and we, things were just not moving along, not moving along. And I finally looked at my lawyer and I said, what are my options here? Because he's not being a dad. And quite honestly, I can, I can live without him as a dad to this child. And he said, well, let's write him a letter and let's kind of threaten him. Let's say either you step up and you pay the past six months worth of child support and medical costs and you get this baby some insurance because at the time he was on my dad's insurance right. or, or you can wipe the slate completely clean and sign away your parental rights. Okay. And Stephen chose to sign away his parental rights, which we kind of knew would happen because he's chicken shit. And, um, as, as history had already proven. And so, um, he decided to sign away his rights and it took over a year because they have to get a guardian ad litem who comes and visits, who came and visited me and Grady where we lived and then visited Stephen and spoke to him to make sure that he was making the decision and he knew what it meant and all of that. And same right. with me make sure that I understood what it meant to make sure Grady's living situation was good. And, um, all was said and done, like I said, about a year later and, um, went to court. Steven didn't even bother showing up, didn't even send a lawyer and judge signed it in less than five minutes, just boop, 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 signed, stamped the end. And so all that to say, I'm, I'm glad I did that for many reasons. And one of them is that, if Steven, which I don't think that he ever would, but if he were to try to come around again, he has literally no legal rights to see my son. Right. So I can decide before my son's 18, I can decide, no, you're not going to be around here. And if you continue right. to come around, you know, you, we'll get a restraining order because there's just no reason for it. And I don't, my son doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve this man deciding all of a sudden that he's going to step up and do what he thinks is right. You know, yeah, you've just, you've had one day and you're like, Hmm, I wonder yeah. what my kid's up to. Yeah. Exactly. You had eight years to decide to be a dad. <laughs> you know, yeah. luckily we have a much better dad on our hands now, you know? And so another reason I was really glad that happened was because 
it opened it up so that whenever I married Danny, um, Danny was able to adopt Grady. And so we all have the same last name. Danny is his dad. He calls him dad. You know, he's known him since he was two and a half. So he is the dad he knows and he's an awesome one, you know, so it's worked out for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets to pretend like he never had a baby. Yeah, well, yeah, good for him. Yeah, it must be great. <laughs> I once had a boyfriend, the the guy before Scott, that like I was always really cautious. That Sophie was about four when Scott came around, and I was didn't you know have anyone meeting her unless there was a reason to and whatever. Mm-hmm. And this dude had the balls to say, "Don't you wish I was Sophie's dad?" Oh, like it, like we were at lunch or something, and I was like, "No, she has a dad." Like. Yikes. He's not the best, but I'm not looking for a replacement dad for my ch- like. I was right. like, again, I like the mama bear came out like, how dare you say that? Like, I'm not some lowly little girl that's just looking for a yeah. husband that my kid can have. Like, I'm fine by myself, and I will be fine playing mom and dad for as long as that is necessary. Exactly. Because she goes to her dad's every other weekend. I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that handles all the things. Um, right. Scott and her have over the years gotten closer. You know, I've even like had conversations with him and asked him like, look, her dad's, he's the best he's going to ever be. Like, right. It's not going to get better. He's always going to be Chad. And there's negatives to that um, as far as making a daughter feel valued and feel you know like a woman should and I said I need you to help me there because I don't want her no matter which way she ends up swinging I don't want her to devalue herself and not be someone that's like I I just think about all the things that I let myself go through and I always consider myself a pretty strong independent girl but I put Mm -hmm. up with some stupid stuff right so you know and if you can save her from that then so be it yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it'll save her, but maybe she'll wake up quicker than I did. I don't know. Yeah. We always okay. hope they learn from our mistakes, but. <laughs> they don't listen. That's no. the whole point in the team thing is they don't, like, you're, like, telling them and you're, like, can you please latch on to this idea? I already learned it for you. Right. Like, let me be your example. And so we talked way longer than I thought we were going to, which is oh. great. I think we talked about good stuff. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you one more thing since it's we're a team podcast, but I think it's like just thinking through like how to mm-hmm. how to finagle these crazy things with your kids regardless. Mm-hmm. So as you're looking, let's say double Grady's age, like mm-hmm. now we're to this 14, maybe we're going like, I will tell you middle school is the worst. So I'll back up. to. Uh, like I even remember middle school. That's how traumatic it was. So. Yeah. So like, uh. what do you fear for him? Like, Maybe even, like, the personality he has now, like, I'll give you an example. Sophie has always been a kid that wants to be friends with everyone, Everyone. all strangers, all people. It's funny because she's really shy, but at the same time wants to be friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. She wants everybody to like her, I'm sure. That's, I have, I have, I have that kid. That's greedy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that has hurt her. He's, you know. He's a boy, so it may not be as bad, but that has hurt her real bad in middle school because mm-hmm. she lets people walk all over and goes back to them. And that's well, been and, an 
opener. Middle school girls are probably the worst humans on the planet. So, (laughs) and I say that as somebody who was once a middle school girl. So it's, I feel like it's okay for me to say that. Um, So I, my biggest fear, this doesn't tie completely into your question, but my biggest fear as Grady gets older and learns a few more details and maybe understands a little bit better the situation um, my biggest fear is that he'll grow up and one day be mad at Danny. You know, boys and their dads fight. They'll yeah. get into an argument and something might come out of his mouth. Like, but you're not my real dad or yeah. something like that. That's my biggest fear because I know, first off, that would just be a dagger through my husband's heart because my husband is his real dad. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he has changed a number of diapers. He has, yeah. <laughs> you know, wiped his butt maybe even more times than I have. And, you know, and he's, and he is his dad, but the drama is something I'm not looking forward to because right now that boy is already very dramatic. Like I said, he's just like me and, and I am just not looking forward to 13, 14, 15. Oh Lord. I don't know. I'm going to be looking to you for advice. (laughs) Well, I've been through some doozies. What I will say about that is the thing that I never thought was going to happen to me. And like you said, you were a middle school girl. So, you know, karma or whatever. My karma was um, my parents divorced when I was three. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I don't remember them together. I do remember their last fight. I do remember that at three and a half years old, I told my mom I was going to go live with my dad. And he cried her eyes out and packed my shit in a trash bag and handed it to me and said he was on his way. He came, he sat me down on bed, talked to me and told me that it wasn't the right idea. And I needed to stay with my mom, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I was like, whatever. So, oh, also at one point during this big fight thing, right before that happened, I we watched the big fight my sister and I like hid under stuff and watched and Mm -hmm. we were really sad and my dad came upstairs and he was packing his stuff and I asked what he was doing and he said your mom doesn't want me here anymore oh so that's first of all we super untrue I mean well but that paints your mother as the bad guy yes so now for the for the foreseeable future and my mom and I got along for I was I was a fairly chill kid I was very stubborn but I would every time we would get into a fight which wasn't very often but when we did I can remember more than one time saying I'm gonna go live with dad and I can't imagine how hard that was for her and how Mm -hmm. much that hurt I'm gonna cry Um, (laughs) (laughs) because my kids said that to me oh no found out um, so we got Sophie in counseling because it helped Isaac a lot. And Sophie just had a lot of, there's just a lot of really deep crap going on. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted her to talk to somebody. And it wasn't like a super fan of this lady. It was a same place, but a different lady. Anyway, I never asked Chad to take her to doctor's appointments unless I absolutely have to. One, mm-hmm. because he doesn't really have a job that that's easy for him and two, mm-hmm. I like to go so it's not like I'm trying to keep him out of it kind of thing it's just it's my mom duty it's what I do right so I couldn't get her or she had a counseling appointment on his weekend and I was like hey she has a counseling appointment on your weekend it's been really hard to get these appointments so can you please just take her mm-hmm. so he took her one time 
he's never taken her before or after. Well, obviously not after when you hear what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I find out later, like, I don't know, maybe like a week later or something. I never hear from the counselor about this appointment. Like, I just assume everything went fine. So if we did her counseling thing, when she would go with me, she just, I would talk to Valerie for like a second. Mm-hmm. Sophie'd go back in there for her hour. She'd come back out and on the car ride home, we would talk about like, what did you talk about? Did you learn anything new today? You know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. she was willing to chat with me about. Well, I don't remember what happened. Maybe I came at Sophie about something school wise. Cause we were already in like some sort of a heated conversation. And she told me that she talked to her counselor and told her she wanted to live with her dad and her dad came into that session with her and they talked about what that would look like oh my gosh and I was I was probably the most immature I've ever been in a situation with her (laughs) because I could not like I was I was bawling my eyes out I was on the floor I couldn't figure out what to do and I did Mm -hmm. like I kind of did the same thing where I was like, I got it together enough that I was like, I need a minute. I need to go some, like, I can't talk to you about this right now. I have to go somewhere else and Mm -hmm. and deal with the emotions and then come back and then we'll handle it. So I guess in a way I was somewhat mature about it. Somewhat mature. Yeah. (laughs) The initial reaction was not at all, but I don't know how else. And she was like, well, I don't want to do it now. Cause I think when she told me it was like, it had been a month or two and I'm like, but like, I was so pissed that Chad went in there. I was so mad at the counselor herself mm-hmm, like, for allowing that to happen. Honestly, yeah, he's never yeah. even been there. You don't even know if that's her real dad. I mean, it, well, it's, and she doesn't know the situation. Like she doesn't know what that home life would be like for, for Sophie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so Sophie was, and then this was, like, the phase, I think she was starting to come out of, like, there was so much happening at school, seventh grade was a horrible year, you know, like, academically, she was doing awful, she was lying about everything, it was just, it was a mess, and mm-hmm. I was on her for it, because she's a really smart kid, and it was stupid. It's that frustrating. It was yeah, so she did admit, like, I don't know, this was more recently, so, you know, we're maybe a year past all that. She admitted to me semi-recently because we have a family member who moved in with um, her grandparents and away from her mm-hmm. mom. She goes, you know, because she was like, where's this person at at our family gathering? And I was like, well, I kind of explained it to her a little bit without getting into detail. And she goes, oh, she goes, yeah, I, you know, she just kind of nodded. And I said, yeah, sometimes you feel like when there's too much going on in one place, you think it's going to be better. But the problems just follow you. They there's- do they're just everywhere you have to deal with them and she goes oh I know I realize that like so we got there that's good but it was the uh, seriously I'm like I deserve this because I did it to my mom you did it really the and I'm like do you really want to live there I'm like they don't know anything about your school they don't know you know like they're not invested in that kind of stuff and I'm not Mm -hmm. love your dad and spend time with them but man and she was in that I did this with my dad too. Like, I want to believe my dad's a good, good dude. There were things, but he's a good dude for the mm-hmm. most part. And we got into it a couple times here and there, but I always had this, like these starlit eyes for my dad. It was that girl loves her. The daddy girl loves her daddy thing. Yep. And I thought my mom made my dad leave, you know, that's like, yeah. sitting behind me. I didn't find out till about 
13, but <laughs> none of that was true. And mm-hmm. something else happened in our lives that I was like, son of a bitch, all these, <laughs> you know, like, I know what really happened now. And I think she's, thank God, somewhat like, like a quarter of the way, like starting to get why I did some of the things I did and how mm-hmm. things have, you know, just rolled over time. And so we're, that makes me happy because it's like, okay, so the long game is, you know, I'm going to keep struggling and keep trying and keep trying to be more mature than the kid sometimes it's Mm -hmm. hard well yeah especially if they're anything like you because you're fighting with yourself (laughs) yeah and you find yourself I know you do like bantering back and forth with them and I'm like oh my god I'm not like this is not getting us anywhere because (laughs) this is just stupid happening (laughs) yeah so that kind of brings me to a question though that I have for you because um like you were saying, it's hard to, she went through the phase of like, well, why can't y'all just be together? And yeah. my thing is, um, kids don't realize that sometimes parents are better not together. Like mm-hmm. it, it would actually be worse for you if we were together, you know? Yeah. Do you think she's there where she understands that? Like it would actually be much worse if my mom and dad were together. Um, I, I would say if I had to give it a percentage, I'd say she's in that, she's like 80% there. We're not quite there. I think she sees, she's even said things. And again, I'm very, this was not too long ago. We were having a conversation about sometimes she doesn't want to go to her dad's house because it's, it can be stressful there or maybe mm-hmm. he's working all weekend or what, for whatever reason. And she was talking to me about it. And I, we started to get in, like, I noticed myself going somewhere where I didn't need to go and like Mm -hmm. maybe even like talking like I would be talking to you about it and maybe being a little more open about how I felt about it and I go you know what I'm not gonna bash your dad and I I said that to her I said I don't feel like that's that's not my job I'm not supposed to be doing that I don't Mm want to sit here and bash your dad I said I will give you advice and I will be strong for you and I will be here for you if you don't want to go and and all those things but I don't want us to start a thing yeah, where we bash him, and and we sit, we joke because he's the worst time manager in on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that we will joke about like, oh, she'll be like, oh, what time did Dad say he was going to be here? And I'm like, well, he said four, but we all know that could mean anywhere between That's four and five seven. o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't really know what time that is, so she she gets that, and she like I said, she was hardcore. Like I don't understand why you guys can't be together. She was very upset when I told her. I told her about the last time I was there that we weren't really together, but she, it was Valentine's day. Um, she was a baby. Uh, we had gone out to dinner. It was his older son who was a teenager at the time. Like I Mm want to say it was like 13 or 14. Sophie was a baby, like not even a year old. And we got, went out to dinner and don't ask me why this is that whole, like, I was like just miserable and alone. And it was easy to, to do that instead of be alone mm-hmm. so we went and I ran inside of Kohl's because I feel like I didn't have like maybe she needed a, an extra blanket or a coat or so I don't know Something. Somehow I mm-hmm. prepared for her and I had to run into the store while I was in there he went through my phone and saw that I had a text from a guy that invited me out to a bonfire that's literally all it was. I honestly didn't even know the dude or we were like acquaintances somehow or whatever. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And Jan and I weren't together. Like we were not a couple. So there's no reason that it would have mattered, but he got livid. 
with me and was yelling at me. And now, mind you, the kids are in the back seat. A baby who's not even one. And a teenager. And who is, you know, 14 or whatever. And he starts driving down um, a fairly busy city street. That's like a big four-lane street. 70 miles an hour. It oh is gosh. a 35 mile an hour zone. He's going 70. He's driving my car. Oh and my he's flying down the street. And I'm crying and yelling and begging him to just slow down because the kids are in the back. I'm begging mm-hmm. him to stop because it's my car. I'm telling him, let me drive. I'm telling him, pull over and get out. You know, anything. Just stop doing this. You know, the kids are here. We somehow, luckily, got home in one piece, got back to his house. He still had my dog at the time because my I was living with my mom, but my dog, she has allergies, and so I didn't mm. have him. And um, with Sophie still in the car and him and uh, Kenneth went in the house, I was like, I'm taking the dog. Like, I'm breaking the rest of the ties. Like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Me, my dog. I get the dog in the car. I'm an idiot. So I went back and said, can I have some dog food? <laughs> uh, turns out I have to feed this thing. Yeah, turns out it's late <laughs> at night and I don't really want to stop and get dog food. Um, to which he grabbed a giant bag of dog food and proceeded to attempt to dump it all over my head. Um, <laughs> he was only somewhat successful. He mm-hmm. grabbed at my finger and I had a ring on my finger he had bought on my, on my ring finger it mm-hmm. was not an engagement ring. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like some $30 ring. And I just happened mm-hmm. to wear it there. And he was trying to pull it off my finger. And it wasn't working because, you know, like your hands are poofy and you're in a fight. Yeah, they, like, like right. that's not going to happen. He reached in the sink for a knife. Oh, my gosh. And cut himself. Not like go to the hospital. They, I mean, right. He probably could have used some stitches. But he cut his thumb or something bad enough that it stopped what he was doing mm-hmm. I shut his door it was one of those like when you walk in the house you either go down in the basement or up in the kitchen so I was right by the mm-hmm. door I went out the door I shut the door I smacked my hand as hard as I could on that door I cracked the plexiglass or whatever it was with my hand cut my hand a little bit and got in the car and drove back to my mom's house with the dog and no dog food unfortunately. no dog food <laughs> yeah. and on the way back with, you know, my car's stuffed full of crap, you know, I got the kid in the back and I'm crying. But at the same time, I'm like, I looked at my hand and I'm like, oh my God, like, why am I doing, you know, like he had done really ridiculous things before that I put up with that I shouldn't have. But like, mm-hmm. that was like, I hurt myself because of it. And it wasn't mm-hmm. major. It was just enough that I was like, no. No, and it's frustrating because that's not who you are, and that's not something you would. But these people will make you behave in ways that are not you, yeah. And it's so so that's the story that I told her, and Mm -hmm. she, I probably, you know, smoothed out some of those details and wasn't as quite as crazy about it or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she, she kind of got it, and like. And then, but later it kind of came back to bite me a little bit. And she said, you know, like, well, now I feel bad about my dad. And what, you know, I said, you know, I didn't tell you for that reason. I told you because you you wanted us to be together. And I was trying to explain to you that that relationship was volatile and it was bad. Mm -hmm. We were not good together. And I became 
a, a worse person and not a good mom. And I, I left because I wanted to be a good person and take care of you in the way that I needed to take care of you. And so it was important to me to leave that situation. Mm-hmm. And so later, I think it sunk in a little bit more, but I felt like I got backed into a corner and I didn't have a choice. Like she just kept pushing. And I was like, look, there's a really good reason. I promise. Exactly. And it's hard because if they are, if it is something like that, or like with Steven, he's just so immature. And so, and he was very verbally abusive. Luckily he never got physical, but it was just verbally and emotionally. And it's one of those where it's like, if you have to explain to them, how do you make it not sound like the other person's the bad guy? Because in reality, they kind of are, you know, it sounds like Chad kind of not that he's the bad guy but in that specific situation he escalated therefore you escalated and that escalated him even more and it's like there's no way to tell that story that it doesn't make both of you sound bad but him especially you know and that that's kind of where I'm at like where how do I explain things and not be like well it turns out your your biological dad's a piece of shit you know (laughs) because at the end of the day that's really what it comes down to (laughs) well what I you just got to figure it out on his own. <laughs> so uh, do you know Isaac's situation? Like, I don't need no. to get to like, okay. Isaac's mom went away to a place with bars on it. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I kind of remember this. Yeah. And I don't want to get into detail on that, but right. for me, this was tougher because Isaac was... I feel like as a kid, like you and Grady, like very connected with his mom, extremely empathetic. She um, stayed home with him when he was a little kid. You know, she, they Mm -hmm. didn't do daycare. He was with her. They were very bonded at times when he would come over to our house in the beginning, he would get kind of panicked at night. Not that, I mean, him and Scott are also incredibly bonded, great, you know, connections, but didn't Mm -hmm. with your mom. And he would get like upset or miss her or whatever. And they would talk on the phone. And I always would get upset because instead of her saying like, it'll be fine. Your dad's with you, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They would feed into it with each other. And he would get frustrating. And he would end up going home. And then the next day when he had some sleep, because really that's what it boiled down to is he just. Yeah, he's just tired. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, that connection was very strong. She went away when he was 12. Um, I don't feel like she prepared him because, Mm -hmm. again, that's a whole thing. I don't think she prepared him because I don't think she thought she was going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, like, this was, like, not going to happen. And then it just freaking happened one day. Like, Scott went and picked him up from the Indians game up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And brought him home and on the way home had to say, your mom's gone. But by the way, you're living with me now. <laughs> right. And what oh, I man. tell you about this kid is he came home and I knew what was, you know, Scott, I came home early. I was ready for them to be home. I knew that this was, you know, happening. It was incredibly crazy for all of us. He laid on my lap for probably a half an hour to an hour and cried. And when he woke, when he got up. He said, well, and this isn't the only thing he said, but he just says out of nowhere, well, we won't have to ask to get my haircut anymore. And <laughs> and we were all like, I said, child, you are like the most resilient kid I think I've ever met. Because, you That's know, there, so were, funny. there were times 
where it got really crazy and she was not honest with him. So here's mm-hmm. what we have to do. Like I, I probably had more heart to hearts with him than Scott did during this time frame because he needed it. And I just happened to be there when it, when the, you know, shit would hit the fan for mm-hmm. him because he would hold it in and then, you know, something at school would happen and it would, you know, and then well, everything would, comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yep. I would tell him, I'm like, look, and, and I don't know if I feel good about this or bad about this. It's still like to be determined, but I would say, you know, I told him some facts. I told him how I felt about the situation as far as like factually, like what I knew and mm-hmm. what I believed and because she was being dishonest in some ways and not sharing with him what really happened, he was, you know, sticking up for her and he felt very, you know, like she's in there for no reason and mm-hmm. you know, other people are bad. But I would tell him, I said, look, I know your mom loves you in the best way she can, which to me is a little bit of, you know, like in my mind, that's a cop out. Like I'm just saying, right. like, whatever. She loves you in the best way she can. I don't doubt that. I know your mom loves you and I know you love your mom. And, and I would constantly reaffirm that to him. Like you're a part of her, you know, this, you'll get through this. Everything is going to be fine. But these, there are some truths here that mm-hmm. I feel and you're welcome to talk to your counselor or Whoever else about it, I encourage you to please talk to other people and don't just listen to your parents about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to friends and you need to have good, close relationships with friends or whatever. And I'm not going to lie, we mirrored his phone for a while. So I do know that there were times that he did talk to friends and he really did share with them like the dirty laundry of what happened. And we watched over time where he would tell one version of the story, which was her version. And then uh, at some point it switched. At some point he locked on to this is what actually happened. And their relationship is still okay. Mm -hmm. She's back now. He sees her on the weekend one day and then during the week one day usually. Mm -hmm. That's his decision. We actually, it was that way by court order for a while mm-hmm. but it's free game now for him to do whatever he wants he's a creature of habit so he does yeah. what, you know he likes a schedule he likes permanency he likes that so he he just doesn't think to do more mm-hmm. which is fine with me to be honest <laughs> but well, it makes it easier <laughs> yeah and and I think they've become accustomed to it and it's fine but I mm-hmm. have heard him put her in her place before oh and well, which is weird because I don't think he would ever talk to Scott or I like that or other adults. But one mm-hmm. time we were in the car and we were going job hunting for him because he had asked me to take him. Mm-hmm. And she called while we were in the car and he talked to her on the phone and she was, I think she was still on probation at this point. So there were still some restrictions on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I heard him going, no, mom, it was my idea. No, it's fine. It was my idea. Because he was like 15, maybe going on 16. He was still young. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Mom, it was my idea. And then they wrapped up the conversation and got off the phone. Then she called back again. Mm-hmm. Because very like, I don't know what the word for it is. She can't stop herself when she gets yeah. into a state of emotion. She will just keep at it. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll call a bunch of times, she'll text a bunch of times, like, all that kind of stuff. She will not let up. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, she calls a second time. He kind of reaffirms that again. He's not quite as snippy. He was snippy the first time. Mm-hmm. And they get off the phone and I go, Isaac, you know, you know how this is good. I said, in a couple hours, she'll simmer down and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I know. Like, he knows. So He knows how she is. I feel like if you are factual and comforting and you don't make them feel like they're that person and whatever, mm-hmm. I always say a lot, like, it's not bad or good. Like, I, and to be honest, is that how I really feel? No. I don't like <laughs> how they behave. I don't like whatever. But I'll say, like, well, you know, people parent in different ways. And this is how I feel. And this is what I can tell you about what I would do. And that I've told him that, too. Like, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I hope that my actions always speak louder than any words that you mm-hmm. see, you know, empathy and you see honesty and you see being there for people and you see that like because she says a lot of things but she doesn't do as many do it Mm -hmm. and that's again it doesn't mean she's a bad person I've told him that like just because all this stuff like doesn't mean that you're bad or that this is bad or good like we're not the judges of that actually so Mm -hmm. it just is what it is I can only tell you how I feel about a certain situation right and I think he's okay with that. Like I said, I feel like she, he treats her a little different mm-hmm. than how he would treat us. And I don't know that I agree or disagree with that. I think he just knows who she is. And I think Sophie is starting to realize who her dad is. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't make him bad. You just know. And well, and, they're, and it's kind of like that even in quote unquote normal family situations for instance, my fam, my parents have been married forever, and um, but I know how I have to talk to my mom and how I have to talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, it's a lot more like you're on thin ice the whole time because you never know when you're going to step through and she'll become an emotional mess. So you have to kind of, you know, tread very lightly. And then my dad, on the other hand, like he, you know, he's the complete opposite. And so I think that's just, that's also part of growing up, which is good. You kind of learn how you can talk to different people and how different people react to the things you say and do. And, and that kind of speaks volumes about you too, because that just goes to show you've raised kids that know it's best to treat people the way they want to be treated, even if they're not treating you the way you want to be treated. You know, yeah. Sophie's having she's getting there but we're you know we're constantly reaffirming that because i mean she's just a, she's a different animal she's different she's mm-hmm. a girl. She's, there's a lot of different things going on in her life but and you know what she'll talk to isaac sometimes too which is nice so yeah the kids like i encourage them to do that like connect with each other a little bit you know try and find out like he i always tell her like look isaac's been through some crap and you know what to be honest i felt so guilty and I still do on some level that I feel like if if Isaac didn't need so much attention mm-hmm. during those that time frame because I I did spend a lot of time helping him which mm-hmm. I don't regret but I feel like did I miss something with Sophie and is that why we ran into the trouble we ran into and I oh know but you I can't really yeah you can't really know that or or blame yourself or anything. But, you know, it's the thought that goes through your head. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk yourself down and go, okay, I know that's not really what happened, but 
it's like this you can go man if I just had paid a little more attention or if I just mm-hmm. had done this and just had done that it would be better but and I've told them both like I've told Isaac a lot of stories about like me and my dad and our relationship like you said like with our mm-hmm. like my parents I'm like yeah you just start to learn how you can approach certain people and not just your parents but everybody like right. people to work with whatever you know like you just adapt to that style for the time frame and then there's mm-hmm. people who can always be you all the time and those are the perfect people and you want the you want to surround yourself around. with those people yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you adapt yeah. to the others and then you know whatever but like if you want to say <laughs> Steven's a dick then you just you and Danny go somewhere separate and and just do it just say yeah. those things just don't I always equate it to when I worked in the restaurant and you're like oh here you go here's your thing and you go back in the back and you're like oh, and you're like, oh yeah <laughs> it's just like that well and we do that sometimes and um it's funny though uh because Steven, Steven and Danny have obviously never met and I don't know what Steven knows about my life now I know a little bit about his just because I'm nosy and um and social media and everything makes it the internet just makes it easy to find information about people I know he got married about five years ago Mm, and it's one of those things where it's like I wonder if she even knows like does she even know because she doesn't have to because he doesn't ever have to see Grady he doesn't ever have to pay for anything you know it's like like I said the, the slate was wiped clean so I've always wondered you know but do you think it's helpful or harmful that like how often do you look because this is a point of contention that I constantly was looking and being nosy and learning way too much and getting pissed off about things that were there and luckily she went away and therefore there wasn't anything to look at anymore right um well there's good there's there's a good side and a bad side to it all so even whenever um I knew Steven he didn't have Facebook. He just wasn't a social media person. Um, and as far as I can tell, he still doesn't, but he could also have blocked me. I don't know. Right. Um, and if he did, I mean, with good reason, he doesn't know that I'm not going to like, you know, be a psycho or something. Right. Um, but um, I, every once in a while, I would say every six months to a year, I just get curious. And the last time was probably a couple months ago. And um, what brought it up was he has two brothers, an older one and a younger one. And his younger one and I stayed Facebook friends. And I wasn't going to remove him because I was like, that's really immature. And if he still wants to see photos of Grady, I mean, why not? He was always such a good guy and so nice to me. And so I was like, you know, why not? And then he just never removed me. So we just stayed friends. Well, I noticed that his wife had combined their Facebook accounts and made like one account. And I was like, that's weird. And then whenever I saw that, I thought, huh, I wonder what Steven's doing. And I started Googling and stuff. And I found um, their page on um, (laughs) thenot.com. Yeah, from when they got married. And I was like, huh. And so then I started looking her up and I couldn't find her on social media. And I was like, I bet she has me blocked or maybe she doesn't have social media. And it didn't take very long to figure out like she's a, she's a teacher where she teaches and all that. Cause all that stuff's online, you know, yeah. schools yeah. have websites and they list the teachers and stuff. Like you Google a name of a teacher and their school website will pop up. And um, so I found all that out. And then I got to, 
this is so, this is going to make me sound so creepy and obsessive, but I swear I'm not. It just, once you go down a rabbit hole, you just get Oh, I know. I'm the in. worst rabbit hole ever. Yeah. And, um, so then, you know, I have internet friends and, um, I had brought up to one of them what I had found and they were like, well, what's her name? And then my internet friends start searching and they start finding information and they found a picture of them at church and they, you know, all these things. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, guys, now y'all are becoming obsessive and I don't even care that much anymore. So right, like maybe we should stop. And you're like, no, I'm done. <laughs> and like, I'm actually, I was just curious if he got fat and bald. Like, that's all I that's wanted all, to know. That's all you ever want for somebody from your past is fat and ugly like those are the only <laughs> things you want <laughs> that's all I wanted to know <laughs> but it was but it's just it's interesting you know and um just I'm circling back but something that also was just really good about um us going le- going through the legal system and him signing away his parental rights and all that is that um a lot of times and you you probably are you're all you're definitely more educated on this but um whenever you have two parents that are split and they're co-parenting, a lot of times it'll be written that you have to live within a certain distance of each other to make it easier for the child to go, you know, from house to house or stay in the same school district or whatever. Um, He lived near Houston and I at the time was living in Austin. And then as you know, in the past, in the past four years, I've lived in three different houses and we've moved completely across the country we lived in Austin and then we a year after buying that house we moved to Memphis and lived there for two years and now we live in uh north of Baltimore Maryland and so I wouldn't have been able to do any of that you know with him and so that was also part of it was I was like I wonder if he's still living in the same small town right down the street from his parents and yep yep he is (laughs) isn't that funny and And I'm like you know good for you I guess but part of his problem was his parents you know they were very very uh, they just had like a death grip on him and, and it kind of proves that people don't change like no they don't you want them to but they don't and I've told Sophie that too I said you know I even told her the thing where he thought I was going to talk bad about him and I told him like he would have the opportunity to make whatever impression he wanted mm-hmm. and I said and here's the thing I said people can change but people are just driven to be the same typically and Mm -hmm. and they really have to want to try to be different and has he changed a little bit maybe but not a lot like I you know there's been some things and luckily so with Isaac you know Scott and his mom were married so of course they do Mm -hmm. have all the paperwork and everything and we Mm -hmm. only recently got child support they had worked out something when when they first split and there wasn't child support but there was and whatever. And then we had to fight her for child support because she wouldn't help us with anything, but whatever. <laughs> so with Chad, he, I didn't take him for child support ever. Actually. Mm-hmm. We, at one point I bitched about it enough. I'll, I think that's really exactly what happened is that we agreed on an amount. And I mm-hmm. said, this is what I need. And honestly, he just paid it. Like, it wasn't always as regular as I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. But for the most part of all the bad things he's done, that's not really one of them. That's not well, that's as good. Much of a complaint. And even most of the time when I ask for 
like, oh, hey, band camp's coming up. It's 300 and some dollars. Will you split that with me? Mm-hmm. Well, and I try to give him enough of a heads up that he can pay it like, okay, it's due by this date. Like, I need it Yeah, back. give him a couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still typically the the responsible one. Like, sometimes he'll be like, oh, well, I can't get it till blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just pay it now. You just pay me when you can. You know, yeah. like yeah she's a child and it's due this date I don't have a choice like it has to happen and Isaac's situation can be really similar it's like if we ask for something above and beyond anything Mm -hmm. or even like medical bills way way back it was like like fighting tooth and nail like Mm -hmm. she doesn't like giving money to us specifically Mm -hmm. but she'll buy Isaac stuff all day well, and that's kind of what I'm glad I got to avoid because um, I remember whenever the the whole thing first came up with child support and, oh, I'm, I'm officially, I'm actually his dad and all of that. Um, he, I told him, you know, you need to be, I need money and this is just, just the way it is. And he said, well, I don't want to be writing checks to you. He didn't yep. want to send me money. He wanted to send Grady money. So he made me go and open a bank account in Grady's name that had oh a debit God. card that had a debit card tied to it. And he was just going to deposit money in there. And I was just going to use that debit card to pay for stuff for Grady. Because, you know, once all the money's together, it's not all the same, apparently. <laughs> it was just very. And he he wrote me one check for seventy five. Not me. He wrote it to Grady for seventy five dollars. That's the only wow. money he ever paid, and I never deposited it. It's still at my parents' house. I'm so house. glad you went and got that account. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and then it turned into a nightmare because I, it's not even worth going into, but it ended up affecting Grady's credit score. He was like six Aww. months old and had a bad Aww. credit score because they had a minimum, um, a oh minimum amount requirement that I didn't know about, so they started charging fees, and it had negative money in it. But yeah, it was this whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. me and wells fargo got into it (laughs) so isaac has uh he has epilepsy and he has medication and while we had an hsa Mm -hmm. the medication was i don't know if you deal with hsas but we have one yeah okay so his medication was 300 dollars a month until we hit deductible which didn't happen until september good so We don't have that anymore. Thank God I have really great insurance now and it's barely $10. So Mm -hmm. whatever. But when that happened, we were like, uh, we need help. His medicine is $300 a month. Mm -hmm. Help with this. Like that's a lot of money and he has to have it. Right. She was like so against it that she she'll, first of all, she'll drag it on for a century, but Mm -hmm. her solution was go send it to the pharmacy. I will stop at the pharmacy and pay half and then oh my gosh. come pick it up. And I was like, well, Scott was like, no pharmacy is going to do that. That's the most complicated situation. The, the only way that that would work is if we both went together and, and then, then split, like, it. split it. But that is the dumbest thing ever. When it's like, what do you think I'm going to use the money for? Because you give me $150, like his medicine's 300 bucks. Like I have to buy his medicine and like, right. Kept fighting with her about it while we're paying it still because she's fighting about it. It was like, but it's the same thing as that stupid checking account. It's like, it's all the same money. You can't get past yourself enough to just be like my kid. This is medicine for my kid. This isn't like a book bag Mm -hmm. or 
I don't know, any number of other weird things that is unnecessary. This is like, well, and even if it is unnecessary, her. it's kind of none of her business. Well, and that's the other thing is it's like $150. You could go buy a $150 pair of shoes, but yeah. that doesn't mean their money paid for that because you still also bought that kid's, that, right. you know, Isaac's medicine. medicine. Like ultimately, So it's all the same. <laughs> it's yeah. all the same. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't drill that through Stephen's head, but, you know, thank goodness I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's what happens when you have bitterness on on all sides too. Because I yeah, you know, and that's what would have happened with us. It would have been ugly all the time. I'm so glad it's not. Yeah, well, and we're gonna have a little party when Isaac turns 18, so that we can be like, <laughs> you'll yeah. be done and, until he gets done. married. Until he gets married, and you'll have to go to a wedding with her. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna have to see her at prom because I'm not missing out on pictures for prom. For so prom, I didn't think about that. that. The things you don't but think it's about. Like, I've told Isaac, I told him a couple, eh, maybe last year sometime, there was a point like she and I have actually had times where there was like way back in the beginning, it was very civil and very fine. We would even sit somewhere near them at like his games and stuff, like not like next to them, but close enough and talk and whatever. And then all this happened and all of a sudden we're awful people when you did a bad thing, but we even had conversations after that because I'm like this, I don't like it when people don't like me person and I would try to like fix it. And there were times where it seemed like that maybe could happen. But honestly, I think she's got a lot of mental stuff going on and there's mm-hmm. just been too much that has happened. And I just decided at one point I, and I told him, I'm like, I've tried a couple of times and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that you know enough by now. I said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and connect with your mom anymore. Like I'm, I'm calling it a day. I've stressed myself out way too much. And I said, what I won't ever do though, is put you in an uncomfortable position. If you are, you know, if it's prom or if it's this, I said, I'm not going to miss out on your big moments and I'm not mm-hmm. going to make you uncomfortable. So those are the two things I will always promise you is I will not do anything to upset you or make you uncomfortable. And I mm-hmm. will promise you that forever. So wedding, whatever, but, and we've, she's been like, since he could drive, she's been less of an issue really because we don't have to deal with her. He, he gets to be, he gets to be the transportation. Yeah. So we don't have to like, so she's kind of been off the books for a bit unless it has to do with money, but I'm still going to be happy that I don't have to, the good part of me that like wants things to be fair and nice and whatever, even though I think what I think about her, I still don't think that like, I still think she deserves some things as a mom and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I feel like I get to like get this weight lifted off of me that once he's 18, I don't have to think about what she thinks anymore ever. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't care. Cause in my mind I'm his mom. Like, yeah, he has a bio mom, but I'm here. And I've spent, at this point, I've spent more time with him than she has. And, you know, it's not a competition, but. But that means something. I put a lot of effort into that kid and I'm proud of who he is. Yeah. We're at 92 minutes. Yeah, I was wondering how long we'd been. Yep, 92. I think. I've been packing while we've been talking. I'm packing all of talking. <laughs> well, it's great though. Like it's a it's a good conversation. It's nice to talk to people who have similar situations too because mm-hmm. it's like you just, 
you just want to know how other well and I don't I don't often talk about it I don't ever get to talk about it you know especially since we moved to Maryland nobody here I mean we're not like keeping it a secret but nobody here has any reason to think that Danny is not Grady's biological dad right um it has come up sometimes like when we go to doctors and stuff Danny will start filling out his medical history and then we both go oh wait wait yeah that yeah. doesn't matter yeah <laughs> or you know yeah. or people will ask how long we've been married and we'll say you know almost three years and you can see them kind of doing math in their head <laughs> They're like, Wait, and it's like and then I'll you know I'll say oh Danny adopted Grady or you know whatever and oh okay <laughs> but it's it's funny because in Memphis we were just engaged and then we got married while we lived in Memphis so people kind of knew mm-hmm. what was going on but here we're just a family like we're just one big ball family so that's nice (laughs) yeah so it's it it is nice but then I do realize sometimes it gets confusing whenever I start talking to people as though they already know (laughs) yeah it's like oh yeah yeah Isaac and I all go to like I used to take him to the doctor a lot too because I just always had an easier to get out of job Mm -hmm. and um I'm a Metzler and so is he and so it's they just it's easy to assume yeah. And we were at the dentist not too long ago or the orthodontist and I went back because Isaac's been taking himself for like a year because he's had braces for centuries and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. okay, you know, like give me an update as to what's going on. And, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, our dentist wants to know. And so the guy was like talking to me and he goes, yeah, so he has this little, like his lip juts out in this certain way and blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me and he goes, you have it too. He must have gotten it from you. And I go, I don't think so. <laughs> we get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. He kind of giggled. And I said, it's probably from his mom or his dad. I said, I'm, we're not biological. So that happens to us all the time. People will say, oh, he looks just like your husband. And we just go with it. Cause it's not worth explaining. Like, and yeah. a pat, you know, passing by somebody and talking, oh my gosh, she has his dad's eyes. And it's just like, huh, yep. you know whatever or I just like men with blue eyes I don't know (laughs) well and when you put like somehow when you put younger kids next to an adult you find ways you want to see similarities you yeah you find (laughs) ways yep it's true (laughs) okay well this is like a nice super long episode I'll probably do like a I'll record my own little thing and just yeah do a quick introduction so people kind of know how we how we oddly know each other yeah the weird ways people meet people these days (laughs) I think it's like awesome and yet silly like Scott and I met on MySpace so we like to tell people that (laughs) Danny and I met on Tinder yeah so it's like (laughs) MySpace at least Tinder still exists MySpace does that even exist anymore no well oh my goodness I don't know but How yeah, sad. We were, we were like, what's that? And I'm like, it's a weird story. But yeah, we met on MySpace. And so it's funny. But anyway, so I appreciate you taking all of your time for me this morning. Oh, yeah. No, I've got one kid in daycare and one kid at school. So it's like, oh, we're leaving. We're leaving for vacation in like 48 hours. So nice. I'm packing up and getting excited. Good. And so Where I was able to do that. Huh? Where are you going? We're going to Switzerland and Belgium. What? Me and Danny are. Yeah. We try to, every other year we go international. And then the years we don't go international, we take the kids and go somewhere domestic. So like last year we went to Disney World. So this year it's just me and him again, taking a a couple's vacation. Because we never got that time, just the two of us. 
Yeah. Um, the longest we were ever alone together was our honeymoon. And I remember flying out there thinking, oh, my God, I hope I still like him when this <laughs> is all over. Because I was, I've never been alone with him for a whole week. It was the yeah. weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to hear all about that. We're going in um, since Isaac's graduating. We we were going to go to Greece um, and we were dead set on it. We've been talking about it for years. And then it just like it's just it became overwhelming to try to plan it and then Mm -hmm. like getting from island to island whatever so isaac's been he he likes to like say he wants to do certain things and then like three months later he's not into it anymore but yeah as of right now he claims he wants to move to washington which he's never been there so (laughs) you're like okay yeah like well and i was like you know i would encourage you over the next several years start exploring places you think you might want to live you don't know if you're going to like their ideologies you don't know Mm -hmm. if you're going to like how things are set up you know like you've known this and I know you want to explore and I want you to do that because Mm -hmm. I didn't I wish you would Mm -hmm. but you know you got to go there first before you decide you're going to move there I think it's better take it from somebody who has just moved places and then realized oh crap I really hate it here (laughs) because that is true And I've heard that from other people, like, you just don't want to do that. Like, I knew somebody that moved to um, New Hampshire, or Maine, I can't remember, from from Ohio. Mm -hmm. And a couple years later, she was back in town visiting. And she was like, I hate it. I just hate it. And she's back. That's how Memphis was. That's how Memphis was for us. I mean, at the time, while we were there, I tried to love it. And I made the best of it. And we made friends and it was fine. But when we found out we were moving again, it was like, oh, my God, I can finally admit that I do not like it here. I right. don't like, like it here. <laughs> so we're going to go to Washington. We're going to go to Seattle and stay there for about a week. And then we're going to go to the Oregon coast and stay there for like four days. Oh, I've heard that's home. beautiful. Yeah. I've never been, I've, I've been to California very briefly, mm-hmm. but we've never been that far West. So it'll yeah. be pretty cool. That'll be cool. So this is grad trip. That's cool. We were supposed to go on a cruise when I graduated high school. I'm still waiting. Yeah. Still waiting on that one. I'm still waiting for my dad to take me to Vegas from when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, September 11th happened. A oh, month prior, yeah. So we opted not to fly. And he did pay for a trip later that I went with a friend. And he was like, I'll pay for that since I didn't. So he, he really did. <laughs> he came through. through. Yeah. yeah. All right. right. Keep packing. Enjoy your vacation. I'll be excited to hear about that. And thanks again for taking time. Well, thank you. All right. Enjoy. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.